Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go. James Merrillac kicks things off at DenverSports.com, writing, Broncos country won't have any patience if VJ's defense starts off slow. Well, James, I'll hate to break it to you, but anybody who would have been the defensive coordinator, if this defense gets off to a slow start, that defensive coordinator is going to be blamed. Sean Payton is going to be blamed. There is not a guy you could have hired that if this defense got off to a slow start, people would be like, hey, okay, give him some time. Yeah, it's okay. We'll be fine. Bottom line is... brought in Vic Fangio, Rex Ryan, Matt Patrick, whoever. If that defense got off to a slow start, Broncos country, who's fed up after what's gone on the last half dozen years around here, would bitch about it. Let let me tell you, let me tell you, if in the first five games, okay, first five games, the Broncos defense has given up 27 points a game, and they're losing... Yeah, everybody's going to bitch about that. If the Broncos defense gives up 27 points a game and they're 4-1 after the first five, nobody's going to give a rip. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's If they're true. scoring 34 and they're giving up 27, you know what that equals? A win. Yeah, that's right. I mean, come on. like that. That's like that's like playing. What, what do we play? Tell me why I'm wrong. If the Broncos aren't playing well, people are going to be mad. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, I, even I couldn't give you give right. you a point for that. Yeah. As much as I'd like to. All right. Well, Andrew Mason, the counter, he's going to join us coming up at eight thirty. But here's what he writes: Oh, this the, time, ca- the the I, counter to Maryland. Okay, I thought you were like I thought you were thinking like Old Sesame Street. The count: one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven. <laughs> you know that guy. Count. Fever W, you got that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the counter, right? The count. I thought it was a new nickname. The count. counter. One. One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, you did way better than I did it. That was good. You, your Sesame Street game is, uh, is I, I have strong. A, I have a strong Sesame yeah. Street game. Absolutely. I got to say, I was never happy when they outed Snuffleupagus. I always thought that Snuffleupagus was better when he was imaginary. Once he became real, eh, it, I love that's when that's when Sesame Street jumped a shark. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> it's possible for a kid's show to jump the shark. I think when Snuffleupagus got real, it, it was never the same for me. Yeah, I moved on. I like Snuffy. Yeah. I like Snuff. I like his relationship with Big Bird. <laughs> I thought they had a great... They had a great relationship. Yeah. You know, I just wish it would have just stayed between the two of them. Okay. Anyway, VJ, this time, could work. Mace makes the point. Uh, the idea that it's experience. Uh-huh. That this guy, first of all, 
when we got him, had only been a defensive coordinator one year. He becomes a head coach. He's not empowered. Look, it was John Elway zeroing in on Vance Joseph. If you're mad at Vance Joseph being the coach here, blame John Elway. Because that was the guy that John focused on, had a laser focus on right from the start to the point that he had very little interest in hiring Kyle Shanahan. He had his mind made up on VJ and said, hey, here's your staff. VJ wasn't even empowered to go out and name his own staff. So the idea being that this is a much more mature, grown-up, experienced Vance Joseph than the one we saw a few years ago. You buy that? Oh, I don't think there's any question. Hey, man, I don't know about you, but the only time I ever learned anything about myself is when I get my teeth kicked in. Like, well, I'm having success, man. I'm too busy patting myself on the back for it. So, Vance Joseph got the head coaching opportunity, kind of got his teeth kicked in. He knows, I mean, come on. And this is why you and I like certified pre-owned coaches. They learn from the mistakes they made as first-time head coaches, and they don't repeat those mistakes the next time they get an opportunity. And I don't know when VJ's next time will be, but... Dude, he was he was coming out of Arizona was already, you know, being targeted by Philadelphia. Targeted by us, obviously. So it's not like it's not like that that BJ doesn't have a lot of respect for what he's been able to accomplish as a coordinator in this league. Um I I'm I'm I for one I'm looking forward to seeing exactly how he the wrinkles he puts Oh wait a minute! We can't wrinkles no, now. Don't don't go, don't 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 give me term don't wrinkles? give me any reason to resuscitate wrinkles. Can't what's do a it. different? What's a different term other than wrinkles? Oh God! Is he there a different? He brings a different. Good luck. All right. Nothing's better than wrinkles. No. Anyhow, he'll bring that. <laughs> Who's this Buddha Baker? There's only a well, Buddha Baker is a phenomenal player. The way he uses Buddha. Here's VJ did some pretty VJ yeah, yeah. did some but, pretty but unique here's, things here's, with his with his. But you gotta understand, and I don't ahead. I don't blame Broncos country for being underwhelmed, if not just flat out angry about this hire. Broncos, I get Sean Payton looks at it and says, "Hey, folks, listen. I don't, I don't really care what's gone on around here the last six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Not my problem. I'm coming in here, new sheriff in town. I'm going to do things my way, and as far as I'm concerned, we're going to be successful here. So, I don't care what Vance Joseph did here before. I don't care what your feelings are mm-hmm. towards him. I like him. I feel comfortable with him. I believe he can do a good job for me." Most importantly, I can concentrate on fixing Russell Wilson and fixing this offense, and I don't have to worry about the defense yeah. being in the hands of some first-time coordinator. This guy's a pro. This guy knows what he's doing. I'll leave him alone. And But if Peyton, who has shown <laughs> in the last couple days that he is aware of what people are saying, I, I would hope that he would understand why this is not being received that well. It's just too It's too raw. He was, he was here in 2019. It's only been a few years, and now he's back. This is not Wade Phillips coaching the Broncos in the mid-90s. Right. Yeah, no, Not doing well, that. and then coming back 20 that. years later as the defensive coordinator, and we all love him. Right. I understand that. I get that part. 
Andrew Mason again will join us at 8.30, and he did a nice breakdown. If you're if you're a little kind of curious after all this talk about, hey, when is Sean Payton going to hire coaches? 16 down, 5 to go, and a flurry of moves yesterday. I really recommend you go to denversports.com because Mace does a nice job of detailing every coach that's been hired, his background, and what his role is on this staff. How would you define this staff? Oh, I would I would define it as experienced. Like this is a staff that has been through a bunch of the battles, Mike. They are they're calloused. They're battle tested. That's I can't even tell you how important that is. How important how important it is preparing for a game, more importantly, how important it is when things aren't going right in a game. Dudes that are battle tested have been there, who can make adjustments, who can who can basically figure it out on the run and get it to their players. And not only that, they can hold their players accountable and have enough gravitas to the players respect what they've done as coaches. Come on now. Like when all of a sudden this offense isn't worth a squirt of urine and you're a player and you're like, well, Alden's never done this before. Hackett's never done this before. You know, who, uh, this old line coach has never done this before. I mean, come on. Hey, as a player, don't you just look at this like we don't have a chance. We ain't got a chance. Because none of these guys know what they're doing. Or I've never experienced this before. So every time they're getting kicked in the teeth, you know, it's the first time they've been kicked in the teeth in this position. And they don't know how to respond. They're building that knowledge base like VJ built it here when he was the head coach for a couple of years and then he went on to Arizona and they actually did a pretty good job in Arizona after watching a staff that we already knew was in over its head last year but then when you read this piece in the athletic and it goes into more detail you just realize it was it was a staff that just they just should not have been a, a staff that, that was running the Denver Broncos, not individually, not collectively. And to now see what they have here, I, I don't I don't care if you are upset. You know, the chicken little crowd is upset. Well, what about a plan? And, you know, who says Vance Joseph was their first option? And what was Greg Penner told? And all that. I don't I don't care. OK, I don't care. Uh, I think it's it's amazing to me. The amount of scrutiny mm-hmm. that's been given and second guessing and picking apart of this coaching staff and of Sean Payton, and yet the same people. I love my guy DMAC, but geez, he is going hell bent for election after Sean Payton. I don't know what his beef is with Sean Payton, but he he is going after Sean Payton, the same guy who sat down with Nathaniel Hackett after Hackett was fired or hired. And was giggling about how, hey, you used to teach a hip-hop class, didn't you? Wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, that was some hard-hitting stuff a year ago. Hard-hitting stuff. By the way, DMAC should not be mad at Sean Payton because Sean Payton gave him the quote, that's not going to happen around here. They got DMAC. Bunch of phones, yeah. 4.2 million views. Yep. Should be thanking. He owes him. Yeah. All right, that's what's going on at denversports.com. Check that out. As always, free to you. Fresh content coming on down throughout the course of the day. And it is uh, 
headed up by James Maryland, Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer. He'll be joining us coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes. But hey, by the way, just a quick birthday shout out to Oscar. Oscar and his dad, Chris, listen to the show as they drive into school and work every day. Hey, all right. So, yes. happy birthday, Oscar. Oscar. You don't, you don't meet any Oscars anymore. There's huh? not a lot. Not of, a lot of uh, Oscars. I wonder if, like, we talked about Sesame Street earlier, mm-hmm. if Oscar the Grouch ended the fascination or the, like, if it was one of those things, Oscar the Grouch, and you didn't want your kid to be associated with grouchiness, and so if Oscar lost a little bit of its steam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I, I, I don't think parents really worried about that stuff back then. <laughs> <laughs> about any negative connotation with their kid being named Oscar. If anything, Oscar was cool. Come on, Oscar the Grouch? Always living, cool. Living in the trash can. Come on! You talk about giving zero you-know-what. <laughs> Oscar He did. lived in a trash can! Oscar did not care. No! Didn't you always want to go down into Oscar's lair? Yeah. What was it like down there? Did they ever do an episode where they went down into Oscar's lair and what it was like down there in the bottom of the trash can? Like, I always had this vision of there's a, a hole underneath the street, and it goes all the way down into the sub, you know, the, into the sub. Like sewers? Yeah. And not like Ninja tour, Turtle sewers, but right. like, like he had like a 25-foot alligator sewers. Yeah, he had like a Batman type of layer down there. <laughs> like, a, you just, like a bat cave. Yeah, the just Oscar like cave. a bachelor pad. You know, he got a big screen TV. Had to, you know, he had his trophy room. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, this this is the one I love. I love. And again, the, uh-huh. the, the open season on Sean Payton. Jeez, folks, did I, I guess you really, really have enjoyed what's gone on around here the last six years. You like the way that they hired coaches and put together coaching staffs and the way that the general manager would show that he was in charge mm-hmm. by telling the coach, this is who your coordinator is going to be. I guess you really, really right. liked that. And you miss that. And it's a model that you have come to accept and admire. Because here's a guy who comes in, who all he's done over 15 years is average over 10 wins a season, win a Super Bowl, be regarded as one of the top offensive minds in all of football. He comes with a proven resume. Mm -hmm. And yet... People can't wait to pick this guy apart. I know. I, I, I... I'm, I'm honestly blown away by it. I, I really am. I mean, we, we get infatuated by Vic Fangio, death by inches. We fall in love with Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, man, this guy's going to bring fun back to right. football in Broncos country. Movie clips. And meanwhile, this guy is getting raked over the coals. I don't get it. I, I've been here a long time. I don't get this one. Inconceivable. Someone even said, oh, yeah, great hire, 28-year-old quarterback's coach. Okay, do you honestly believe? (laughs) I'm getting a headache. Right. Do you honestly believe that a staff that has Sean Payton as your head coach and primary play call? Right. Joe Lombardi. Lombardi, Grandson of, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, a guy by the name of Vince Lombardi. Have you ever heard of him? Another offensive guy. Mm -hmm. Do you really think Davis Webb? 28-year-old Davis Webb coming straight from playing is going to be the main voice in Russell Wilson's ear? Yes! Come on now, folks. It's going to be Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi mm-hmm. doing everything, and Davis Webb's going to be standing off to the side taking notes. That's all. 
Sure. That's all it is. Drawn Relax. Up, drawn up plays. Relax. Relax. First off, the other thing about Davis Webb, like there is, there's a lot of beauty in having a guy on your staff that has played and has taken those lumps. And then, then can see it from both sides, the coaching side and the playing side. Like that's a that's a valuable hire, and obviously somewhere along the line, Sean Payton has come in contact with Davis Webb and liked whatever it was that that he saw about him. But there is there is true value in being able to relate those things. So sometimes coaches will tell you something, Mike. Like it's like you being a radio host. Sometimes. You'll tell a, a young radio host something that to you is second nature. It's like it just rolls off your tongue. You don't even think about it. And you'll just pass over it. But for a young guy, that's a really hard thing to do. Uh, and for you to conceptualize that as a player, a guy like you that's done it before, and you say, hey, man, this is what you got to do. You go, they don't understand. You go, okay, let me, let me give you an example. Let me show you how it works. And you can do that where – a guy that's a consultant or a guy that's never actually cracked the mic, but he's been in the radio business forever, says, I want you to do this. And you, you're like, well, give me an example. Well, I can't, but this is the way it works. Like, do this. Like, you have, you can bridge that. And so having somebody in there that has actually played at this level, not a lot, but played at this level, is there's a value, there's a value add having that guy on your staff. Well, at the risk of, I guess, cementing myself as the president of the Nothing to See Here Club, oh well, going to really hurt my feelings, but I like the way the staff's been put together because, first of all, it's it's Sean Payton surrounding himself with a lot of his guys. Mm-hmm. And I know that's been criticized. Oh, another, another, well, if you know anything about football or any sport, coaches who've been around for a while, like to have people around him that they've worked with. Kubiak. Wherever Kubiak went, who immediately followed? Rick Dennison. Brian Perriani. Like, his guys. His guys. So, yeah, there's a lot of ex-Saints connections on this coaching staff. Great. I would like to think there would be. I want a lot of right. people on this staff who are part of a staff who over the course of 15 years averaged 10 wins a season. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want experience. That was my number one thing that I wanted when this whole head coaching search. I'm not interested in uh, first-timers anymore. I wanted certified pre-owned, and I want his staff to reflect that. There's a ton of experience on this staff. And you know what else is on this staff? There's young guys that you're developing. And my hope is that Sean Payton's going to be here a long time and that this becomes a Shanahan, Mike Shanahan-type run. And while he's doing his thing, I want young coaches to be cultivated, to learn from these experienced guys so that they're able maybe to get their chance to move on somewhere else or they're going to be able to step up and then be promoted to a more important role, one that they've already learned from the inside out sure. so that when they do get promoted, guess what they'll be promoting? The Bronco way. Mm-hmm. right? We always joke about the Patriot way. Sure. Well, if Sean Payton really does what... A lot of us hope he will do here for a long time. He will create a Bronco way of doing things, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a bunch of young coaches who are going to be learning 
all the while. What's what is wrong with that? Yeah. And guess what? If the young coaches can't cut the mustard, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get fired because Sean Payton will bring in an accountability factor into the organization that frankly hasn't been here for five years. Right. You know what you can't do? Your coaching staff fire a bunch of guys that you didn't even hire. When your general manager's hiring guys mm-hmm. and telling you what to do? I mean, come on now. I'm glad there are a lot of guys with Saints connections. More the merrier. I like this. More the merrier. Bring bring as many as you can. Right. I like this text from uh, one of our texters on the text line. D-Mac is like Prince's mom. She's never satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I don't know. Listen again. I love him, but you know, this is the, this is, this is a guy who is crushing Sean Payton, who just rolled out the welcome mat for Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching staff last year. Rolled it out. So if, if he and James are these, you know, hard hitting, let's get down to the brass tacks and let's, let's call out stuff. Where were you last year? Seriously, where were you last year? Why weren't you screaming from the mountaintops, this is a bad idea. This isn't going to work. I just want. Instead, you were like, yay, football. Yay, this is going to be fun. I just want the hiring practices here to be the first person you interview. <laughs> you right. have to hire. You them. have to hire the you first person. You have to hire the you first have to have person. Yeah, and the plan is just hire the first person that interviews. Even if they really can't do the job. Because that's, if, even that's if the you plan. think. That person could be your first choice, but then you meet with them and you're like, eh, something doesn't feel right. Right. But he was my first choice. I got to right. hire him. You got to hire him. I hire him. All right. Uh, something that ju- I, I know, I know, on this Is It Just Me Friday, is it just me? I know I should not let this get to me. Oh, I've no. had two plus years of dealing with this. I know it shouldn't bother me, right? I happen to look over. We've got ESPN on. Oh, I saw it. You saw it? Oh, my God. And the headline blares, should Joel Embiid be now considered the MVP frontrunner? Based on what he did last night. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is nauseating, and I know what it shouldn't it? bother me. 27, 19, and 6 and 6, 6 blocks and 6 assists, right? I think that's what his So, in a come-from-behind win for Philly last night, Embiid had 27 points, 19 rebounds, Six assists, six blocks. Whoop-de-doo. He shot seven of 25 from the field. Right. And yet ESPN.com on their NBA page compared Embiid's performance to a Bill Russell-type performance with the points, the rebounds, and the blocks. Mm. Compared to Bill Russell. Yeah. What and he, then what look he up, shoot from the field, 35%? I don't know. What, 30%? You're, you're the math major. 7 to uh, seven 25, whatever that is. Not good. <laughs> bad, bad, <laughs> well bad, below 50%. By the, way, by the way, the Joker hasn't had a, a game where he shot under 50% since, I think, October. He's had one, yeah, one all season. Yeah. And it was early October, yeah. But yet, what? See, this is, this is what's going to happen. I should have known. And I kind of, in the mm. back of my mind... I thought that ESPN had backed off this no. because they knew the inevitable. No. But I think what it was was because we were just finishing up the football season and there were so many still football, juicy f- football storylines, mm-hmm. they were really diving into that. But now that football's kind of cooled a little bit, now they've taken to the 
every chance we get, we're going to promote somebody else's MVP candidacy. Right. That and what type of noise could the Lakers make now? The Lakers. Did you see your boy? See your boy Herm Edwards go off the other day? No. What do you go off? He's like, because he got caught in one of these uh, panel conversations. I guess he was filling in or something. Mm. And so they were talking about the Lakers, and he just like maybe you can find it. Fever it was was just exasperated. Like, why why do we spend so much time talking about this team? Right. Why do we spend so much time talking about this team? Well, because they're a playing team. They're not right. even a playoff team right, right now. Because we have a desire for that market to make it to the to into the playoffs and make noise in the NBA playoffs because well because you know exactly why because nobody that's a TV executive or in the TV world that's a TV producer coordinator producer or a director or whatever wants the nuggets in they don't it's the the Lakers move the needle Whew. Andrew Mason Moves the needle. Our senior Bronco writer at denversports.com, he is the one that's trying to be the adult in the room when it comes to the Sean Payton conversation. We'll hear from the adult. Andrew Mason next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're going to need a bigger post. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is just that you're so, you're so big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big, 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 huge. Joined by Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer at denversports.com. Morning, Mace. Morning. How are you fellas doing? Doing good. We're uh, reacting as, well, ESPN is reacting, probably for different reasons than than we are. But I I do want to mention this. We're looking at this piece from The Athletic that does a deep dive into Russ's first year with the Broncos. And there's three authors with it. Have you had a chance to read it yet? No, I'm actually just reading it now. Okay. Well, there's a lot of really juicy stuff for us here in Broncos country to, to talk about. But... You know what our friends in Seattle are going to be talking about and what they're talking about on ESPN right now. I'll read from the piece, okay? Convinced that Pete Carroll and John Schneider were inhibiting his quest to win additional Super Bowls and individual awards, Wilson asked Seahawks ownership to fire both of them. Wilson also had a preferred replacement in mind, Sean Payton who had recently stepped down from the Saints. Wilson denies it, that he was trying to get him fired. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he'll, uh, that, that he'd, uh, that he'd deny it. And, um, but it's, it's, it's interesting that it comes back to Peyton because I know we had, we all had this discussion about a year ago and time since then is that, you know, Russell Wilson is trying to make himself into a different style of quarterback that can succeed into his late thirties and four and his forties. And Sean Payton had all the success that he had with Drew Brees, a shorter than average quarterback, and that Russell Wilson believes he can be Drew Brees, and that 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 can take his career to a sustainable place for that that'll allow him to play uh, for more than just the next couple of years. So it's. It's fascinating, 
and uh, and it does it does sort of uh, add some grist to the mill. A lot of things we've been talking about for the last year. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that, and I don't think there's any question about Sean Payton's ability to work with quarterbacks. I think the one thing you have to understand, though, is Sean is always gonna is always gonna put you in the best position to do what you do well. Mm-hmm. Not about changing who you are, but accentuating who you are with what you do well and mitigating potential disaster. So if if Russell Wilson thinks he's going to all of a sudden morph into Drew Brees, that's not going to happen under Sean Payton because he's not Drew Brees. And there's things that Drew Brees did exceptionally well that Russell can't do. So I think that's going to be that's going to be a change. I think I think there's a lot of things that uh, are misconceptions about that. But I don't even want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about some of these hires really quick, uh, Mason. And I want to talk about Vance Joseph because on the text line, it's overwhelmingly negative about Vance Joseph's return. I know you do a lot of research. You compile a lot of numbers. You look deeply into these things. So what is your take on the return of Vance Joseph as the defensive coordinator here in Denver? I think if Vance Joseph had been the head coach somewhere else. Like, let's say what he did with the Broncos in 17, 18, instead he'd done it in, say, Atlanta, or just name any other team. I think the reaction locally would be different. I think you because I think there's sort of a visceral reaction because people think of Vance Joseph and they think of 5-11, and 6-10, and 10, long losing streak, great week of practice, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you look at uh, if you look at what he did, what he has done the last several years, and if you put it in the uh, the Football Outsiders DVOA metric, which kind of uh, goes beyond just you know total yardage, total points, and tries to uh, you know to, to weigh things situationally, it's a lot kinder to Vance Joseph than the total defense rankings since 2016. His defenses have ranked 20th, 11th, 6th, 20th. And then the last three years with Arizona, 10th, 6th, and 24th. And this past year with Arizona, a lot of injuries. Only one player started, made all 17 starts on the defensive side. By the time they played the Broncos, they were so down at cornerback that DeAndre Hopkins is literally walking up to Vance Joseph and asking and saying, hey, I'll go in if you need me to, to play corner. Um, But two top ten defenses in the last three years in uh, DVOA in Arizona, and he did not, and he inherited a pretty shaky unit right there. I think if if you if you if you took out the fact that he was coach of the, of the Broncos and just went by the resume, you'd see a, a guy who's growing as a coordinator, who's getting better at running defenses, and also will will bring some elements that may that maybe fit what the Broncos are trying to do the defense, defensively. Now that being said, there was something I saw last night about how he blitzed really he, he blitzed Patrick Mahomes more than anybody else and of course Mahomes beat you know beat that. So hopefully Vance Joseph learned from that. Just like hopefully Vance Joseph learned from his past experience as a head coach, and I think the fact that you're seeing overall improvement in in his defenses as a coach indicates that he is learning and growing. So I think you're actually getting a coordinator who's on his way up. But Mace, you can see where, where Broncos country why they feel this raw about you can and and I and I got to ask because Sean Payton showed this week that he's very much aware of what's being said out there. And so for a guy that is certainly aware, then he should be aware of how fans feel about Vance Joseph and that from the get-go, I mean, this from from week one, game one, you're going to have a, a Bronco fan base that's going to be ready to turn on 
Vance Joseph and this defense. Wouldn't you think that maybe Sean Payton might want to avoid that? Maybe, maybe, but I think also he wants to make the move that he thinks is best. Look, and you know, Vic Fangio was certainly plan A for Sean Payton. So everything else is, is plan B. Everything else is a contingency. But as far as like, uh, you know, the sentiment of the public, I mean, there's an old quote from uh, the late Johnny Red Kerr, the longtime uh, uh, Bulls broadcaster, who said, if you listen to the fans, eventually you end up sitting with them. And I think Sean Payton sort of takes that sort of mentality to heart. One more for for me. Do you get caught up in the idea that uh, that this may have not been a plan, that that VJ wasn't the guy, the top choice from day one, and that it looked like a, a scramble mode for for Sean Payton putting together this this hire, this staff. I can see why it's perceived that way, and especially when you look back at the the report that we saw two months ago from Adam Schefter that it was that he wanted to put together staff to include Vic Fangio, and then Vic goes to Miami, and there are good reasons for Vic to go to. Uh, to go to Miami, good and understandable reasons there. And then the first, the first coach that Sean Payton interviews is a former Vic Fangio assistant, and Sean decide it was almost like, okay, well, didn't get Fangio. Let's see if we can go on to to the next to the next coach, someone who you know, someone who matriculated under him, so to speak. And then, it, 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 yeah, I, I I see why there's that perception, but the thing is, this is actually you know. The, this is often how coordinator searches can go, especially if you don't have plan A and have to go to the contingency plan. I, I have no doubt that Sean Payton was, you know, had a list, had some thought, had some thoughts in mind. But I also think once he got past Vic Fangio, you're saying you're starting to say, OK, what to reevaluate? What do I want in a coordinator? What do I want schematically? What do I want that fits my that that fits my players? I would say also one thing that he wanted in a coordinator was that he wanted to just hand the defense off and trust the coordinator with that because Peyton's going to have his hands full trying to not only resuscitate the offense and get Russell Wilson up to speed. But probably even a little bit of supervising of the uh, special teams, along with uh, Mike Westhoff, who, who's going to come in, come in and oversee the special teams, because Peyton's a Bill Parcells guy. Bill Parcells always believes, believed, and believes that special teams—if you get that upgrade really quickly—that's a shortcut to getting the team back to respectability. And so his eyes are going to be somewhat on that mostly on fixing Russell Wilson and getting the offense right. He needs somebody that he could trust on the defensive side that has done it before, that has that has some experience, and as I mentioned with the DVO A rankings, has produced some good recent defenses in 2020 and 2021, and that's what Vance Joseph has done. And that, I think, maybe was an appeal to Joseph over, say, a coach like Sean Desai. All right, you can check out uh, Mace's work. Got a lot of, couple good columns right now. At uh, DenverSports.com. And I really recommend, really, really, really recommend. Macy did an outstanding job because with all the talk about who's going to be on the coaching staff and all that, you put together a really good, detailed list. Every coach, his background, his role, everything. So I highly recommend for those of you who are like, who exactly is on Sean Payton's staff? Go to DenverSports.com. Check out Macy's work. Good stuff. Andrew, thank you. Thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend. Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. So, 
Let's get back into this uh, report here from The Athletic that Russ not only wanted Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired in Seattle, but he wanted Sean Payton to replace Pete Carroll. Ooh, it gets... It's spicy! That's next. Yeah, it's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3, The Fan. Do you think? Very appropriate song. Right. Thank you. This athletic piece? Yeah. Talking about Russell Wilson's first year? Relationship between him? Land of confusion between him and Nathaniel Hackett and this coaching staff. And we're going to be, and I know all the, the other hosts are going to be doing a deep dive into into this article because there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. I mean, a lot of stuff that we already knew, but some stuff that we didn't right. know. But it's it's backed up. It's talked about in a way with a lot of Bronco players and coaches on and off the record. Mm-hmm. With some some quotes that maybe give you a little bit more perspective into how Russell Wilson was enabled and just how clueless his coaching staff was and how in over their head. But I, I want to I want to start with what's going to be making the most headlines nationally, and that is the report that Russell Wilson tried to get Pete Carroll and Seahawks GM John Schneider fired. To which, by the way, uh, Russ's team denies. But that, according to reports, Wilson also not only wanted Carol and Schneider fired, but wanted Sean Payton to replace Pete. Is that something that you can... I, my, my immediate reaction to it is, okay, this is actually kind of... I, I like this. I like this because if the idea is, hey, we're stuck with Russ for another couple of years... And you're hoping that maybe, just maybe, this guy could be salvaged. Mm-hmm. And you're going from a situation in year one in which Russ was allowed to have too much say, too much influence. Clearly, he thinks enough of and respects Sean Payton enough that whatever Sean says, Russ is going to do. And that if Russ has any chance of being fixed, this is the guy to do it. Right. And there's a process to it, right? Hey, hey, Sean. I want I want you to mold me and and cultivate me as a quarterback like you did with Drew Brees. Yeah. Okay, there's a process to that. I've been through it. Because we all look at, you know, Sean Payton's career in in New Orleans and I've heard this so many times. Only won one Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Was he a Hall of Fame quarterback before Sean Payton got his hands on him? He was thought of so highly in San Diego that they moved, they drafted Phillip Rivers, or they drafted Eli Manning, traded back and, and gave, you know, Eli to the Giants and got Phillip Rivers. So they, they got Phillip, he was thought of so highly as a Hall of Fame quarterback that they dumped him. I mean, let's, let's not go with the revisionist history. Let's look at the real history. Is, if he stays in San Diego and they decide not to draft Philip Rivers, is Sean? Is, excuse me. Is is Drew Brees Drew Brees, or is he some guy that played in the NFL? Like you can't take you 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 can't take that coaching and what that metamorphosis of a quarterback. You can't take that lightly. Like Sean had a lot to do with that, 
And so you can sit there and say, Russell, there's a process to this, and you just can't all of a sudden become this guy. We'll work toward it, but I guarantee we're going to lean on the things you do well. And I know this about Sean and about Drew Brees. They leaned on the things that Drew Brees did well. They lived in that. They lived in that world. And they lived there for a long time. The other thing is Sean Payton did a really good job with that organization of making sure the inside portion of that offensive line, guard, center, guard, were stout. You know why? Because his quarterback was short. And he needed space between his quarterback and that offensive line so people weren't bearing down on him so he could actually see the field. Like there's a method to the madness. And so to just discount, well, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, he made a Hall of Fame quarterback. He helped make, he didn't do it all, but he had a huge hand. There are many fingerprints on success, and Sean Payton's fingerprints are all over Drew Brees' success. I know that the Chicken Little crowd will take this as, oh, see, once again, Russ is gaining his way. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is this is good because it's Russ admitting. It's, a, it's like a plea for help. It's like, I, I need this guy. I need this guy. Yeah. I trust this guy. Right. I believe in this guy. I'll listen to this guy. This is... This should be music to your ears as a Bronco fan, knowing that Russ isn't going anywhere anytime soon, that this is a guy he clearly respects and believes in. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, and that and he'll and he will have patience, unlike last year. Because last year, let's face it, man, he he they took away the authority of the head coach. So now he's got a head coach who's got authority that can say, man, you're going to understand the process so we can get out of this land of confusion that you were in last year. By the way, was this was this Phil Collins or this is, was Phil Collins? With, yes. Was he with yes at this time or was this was just Phil Collins? I think this is Genesis. Oh, no, 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 doesn't count. Doesn't count. No. No. No, 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 no. No, wait. That's no. Just, no. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Because you were implying that yes. this is when he was solo. Yes, I said, is it when he was solo or with yes? No, because at the same time you said that, Fever was in my gotcha. ear. Uh, gotcha. Uh, 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 fever, were you, at the moment that that went down, were you not in my ear saying that was with Genesis? Yes. Yes. So, ah, no. Nope. Hey. Wipe, wiped off. No, no, it's wiped not off. wiped off. This is like, that you is, know what this is? That's this a victory. Is, this, is that the officials is a victory. Run, this is the officials running and saying, sorry, no. play didn't count. No, you can't. No. You can't. If anything, no stink on me. Yes, you got honest. fever. Yes, I, I, you didn't get me. Yeah, I got no, you. No, you didn't. I got you because you. No, you were. Yes. No. 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 The no. fact that you're in such denial. No, I'm not. Because I got you I was, know, really. That's uh, that's not an order. Oh God, you are so. 2023. You are so pathetic. Evans Fever? zero. Fever. Yeah. What do you say? Let's see what the text line says. Did I or did I no. not get? No, we're going to give it to the text well, line. Well, I got to tell the text line. Text line needs to know that as immediately you? as you said that, as you, immediately as you said yes. Fever's in my ear saying, no, that was Genesis. Right, I know. So there's plenty, talk about confusion, you, you could have, I had multiple voices yeah, in my head going, have, nope, you, nope. You could nope, have certainly, nope. you certainly could have. Nope. Yeah, you certainly could have said, whoa, whoa, Stink, you ain't getting me. But you jumped right 
on it. No, this is sad. Right no. on it. No. Right. I mean, Fe- just- listen, Fever has no problem throwing me under the bus. <laughs> wife- Backing up. Beep, beep, beep. My wife just texted me, you are a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it feels good to be a no, champion. No, no. All weekend long. No. All weekend no long. Listen, I own my... I, I, not, I, I may I, not no. get out of my underpants this weekend. Oh, jeez. I may just be walking around the house just in oh, underpants all weekend no, long. No, 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 no. You are so pathetic. My goodness. Championship. Let's see. Stink for the win. Stink for the win. Stink for the win. Stink for the win. Oh, and this, the text line is spoken, Johnny. Schlereth got you, Evans. No, he, he didn't. got you, Evans. No, he didn't. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's overwhelming. Oh, my God. That's a victory. John, no, mark that down for me, John. As you, you were saying that, it, oh, is that when he was with Yes? And then Fever says, and no, you, Genesis. You, you had, but you had that look on your face. You're like, wait a minute. He was even, you were good. You, oh, man, I got you. No, you didn't. I see your face. No, I, you didn't. I'm just, I'm doing my Mark Schlereth. He just did the high, I know. he did the high I did. squill. I did high squill. <laughs> Johnny, it's <laughs> official. Yeah, what do you mean? It's official. We got him. Oh, my God. We got him. You know, you are so pathetic. Mm. You know what? Oh, I'll really? Stink one, Evan I'll, zero. I'll, I'll tell you what. It was good. Fine. Fine. I'll give it okay. to you. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. After my my long, just my long trek in the desert. It was 40 years. It was. It's been 84 years. It was 40 years in the wilderness. If people. uh, 40 years. Literally. At the moment you said, oh, when he was with yes. Mm. And fever (laughs) in my ear says, no, Genesis. Mm. And I said, Genesis. Yep. Got it. I no. mean, I'm getting texts. Got him, Stink. Got him. I'm all over this. I'm all over this. All right, fine. Let him have it. Good. Let him have his good. little win. God, you are pathetic. Okay. And you did it on a Friday, so there you go. Congratulations. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Players Club, coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 